the 1001 experience if you are new here welcome if you are returning thank you so much i love you and i fuck with you the long way um let me let me just say this right before i get into anything it is hard <laughs> it is really hard as shit to come up with an introduction to a podcast like what the fuck what the fuck i'm supposed to say like <laughs> Like you don't you done clicked on this. You know what I'm saying? You know what it is, you know what you're listening to. At least I hope so. But yeah, if you're new here, welcome. And if you are returning, thank you. So um this is coming out late because I try to release on Saturdays. Saturdays is the day to catch the podcast. But this particular Saturday I needed to really rest and the week was long for me and I really wanted to take Saturday to kind of rest and recharge and reset so it's coming out a little bit late and you gonna love it anyway (laughs) but yes in the meantime and it was crazy because like like I had said in the last episode like I definitely have like um strings of things that I recorded like in between when I first got the idea, when I first started to release the podcast and the intention for those things was just like, okay, I'm going to speak on it now while it's on my heart and while it's on my mind and I'll just string it, I'll string it into the podcast wherever it fits. So at first I was like playing around with the idea of putting out like a mini with one of those short topics that I discussed, but I really did have some stuff that I wanted to talk to y'all about today. So I'm like, damn, I don't want to waste a mini so Like, I got some shit I need to say. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm here. A little bit late, but I'm here. Um, and as long as I'm doing announcements, I also want to say that personal tarot readings. I wish I had a bell. Like, ding, 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 ding. Announcements, announcements. But yeah, personal tarot readings, okay? I am going to be closing my books for tarot readings on Wednesday. I believe that's a Wednesday, the 16th. Let me check my calendar real quick. I'm pretty sure that's a Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday, December 16th. I will be closing my books because like I said, a nigga need a rest. A nigga need a recharge, you know what I'm saying? I still have a couple year ahead readings that I need to knock out. I will give y'all until the 16th. If you've been like wanting to purchase one and just kind of pussyfooting around, go get it. I mean, I will reopen um, in the new year. Hopefully in January by, fe- by February at the latest is the plan. But um, that th- those last two weeks in December, I'm trying to chill and, you know, get my head back right so I can start planning. Um, for how I want to approach it at the top of the year. So you have until the 16th. If you're interested, purchase a reading. If you are interested in a year ahead reading or you have purchased a year ahead reading and have not received it, those are my priority to get done first. And then the shorter um, personal readings will be sent out after lifemanifesting.com. If you are interested or if you know someone who is interested, I highly suggest you get in before the 16th. If not, then you'll just have to wait until I come back. 
So, on the topic of taking Saturday to rest and reset, last week I talked a lot about um, the importance of how you can take precautions to protect yourself um, across dimensions in times of transition, right? And a lot of it was like very individualistic. And I wanted to circle back to that conversation because I want to be clear that survival is 100% a community effort, right? Like a shared burden. Um, so any conversation where you hear me talking about individual steps to kind of keep yourself protected and well, that is with the understanding that the individual needs to be well for the group to function optimally, but connection to the group and the collective is absolutely necessary for maximum effect. It's kind of like uh, like when you fly in and they tell you if the shit go down, you got to put your mask on first. <laughs> Don't start running around the plane trying to help people or like helping the people that's next to you. Secure your shit, get yourself together, and then, you know, you can help somebody else. And this is the same um, idea, like when it comes to making sure that you are protected and that you are taking precautions for yourself, um, that comes first. Your family and your loved ones to come next. And your wider community come after that. And I think it's just important to understand that uh, you can't lose um, focus on the fact that one of the reasons as individuals we put so much work and we put so much effort into being healed and being well is because we have a responsibility to the greater community that we are a part of. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of circle back to that conversation because I think that's important. Like a lot of times, uh, niggas just be thinking like, I'm gonna make sure I'm straight and I'm gonna bring in all this money for myself and all this protection for myself. And they don't be praying for their people. They don't be praying for their family. They don't be praying for their loved ones. They don't be praying for the people that they're connected to. Like, when I be tired and worn out from my job, I try to make sure I say prayers for my colleagues, like my direct coworkers, for just therapists and social workers that's out here in this shit um, in general, because I have an understanding of how I am a part of that community and therefore I have a responsibility to that community. Same thing with like other spiritual workers. Like even when I, um, the beginning of last week and I was talking about any black business or operation that is trying to get on their feet and put their shit out and put themselves out there, we need to be offered grace. And so I lend up my voice to um, call for that for the collective, not just for myself, but for everybody. And I just want to reiterate how important it is to always be mindful of um, the group and the collective that you're a part of and to see the work and the efforts that you're putting in as um, a piece of the progress 
and the functioning of the overall group. And with that being said, I want to talk a little bit this week about the idea of community care. Like, self-care, we talk about a lot, just in general, in society, and not so much about community care, and how do you show love and attention and compassion to those that you are in community with. Um, And I think that's important. I really think that, like, here, let me say this. With this time that we are in, this grand ending and blossoming new beginning that we are being hurled through right now. And we could even see it in like the context of the actual pandemic, right? Like the fact that I wear a mask when I'm around other people to protect them should I be ill. And likewise, any of the people that I come into contact with, the purpose of wearing the mask is to not, you know, spread your, your spit and snot around and potentially get other people sick. That is a very, like, practical example of what community care is and why it is important. It's an understanding that I have a responsibility to keep the people around me well and safe. And, damn, I lost my train of thought. I was about to say something before I started talking about the pandemic. But that is present on, like, every dimension that you would engage in self-care for, so your physical health, your mental and emotional health, your material and financial financial health, um, your spiritual health. Community care exists in all of those dimensions as well. So um, don't lose sight of that. Don't lose sight of the fact that we need each other. There's like if we're going to make it through this pandemic, if we are going to make it through this transition as a whole and create something new, we have to be mindful of the people that are connected with us. So if you're just sitting around trying to manifest a million dollars for yourself um, and not considering how you could use that million dollars as a tool for your people, you fucked up if you are in trying to. Uh, make sure you are protected and that you're taking precautions for yourself and your family. If you just at home hoarding a bunch of shit, hoarding a bunch of toilet paper and hand soap and hand sanitizer and canned goods and you got a deep freezer full of meat and you don't plan on sharing that meat with your people, with your family, with your loved ones. If you don't plan on like if somebody you on Facebook and somebody be like, damn, we almost had a toilet paper. We ain't go get none. There ain't none in the store. And you're not going to DM them like, yo, meet me here. I got some. Like, and that's, these are very, like, still very micro examples of how you as an individual can impact other individuals. But that's important. And whatever plan that you have for protection and precaution, if it 
Um, and I'm not talking about like reversing and, and deflecting intentional negative or malicious energy. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like legit inconveniencing other people that you are in community with or like taking something out of their mouth that you don't really need or out of their hands that you don't really need or exploiting people for the sake of hoarding money like that type of shit is dead and if that's the type of game that you want to (laughs) play you will find yourself being humble and set straight um in a way that could have been avoided let's just say that okay so just be mindful man like take what you need and if you're going to take more than than you need look out for when it's time for you to share it with others do not leave yourself in a situation where spirit has to take from you in order to balance out the scales always be mindful of how your actions and your choices can impact um the community at large so like I said those are very like micro like person to person individual examples like I also have very strong opinions about how anybody especially people in positions of leadership should be handling like the workplace right now or if you consider yourself a politician or politically active how you should be operating in that space for the greater good of the collective because we are very clearly experiencing a health crisis a financial crisis a housing crisis an education crisis a mental health crisis like all across the board shit is is um barreling downhill at a fast rate and if you have any voice in any of those spaces is especially if you have any pull in any of those spaces if the conversations that you're having do not involve what is necessary for the greater good of the most vulnerable people then um you will have a hard time and that's just it like even if in the short term um, different exploitive measures may work or dismissive measures may work. That's not the energy that we're moving in. So I highly suggest for everybody to get themselves acclimated to the idea of consider considering their role in the context of community. Okay. And you know, that, that brings me to another point. Well, two other points that I wanted to talk about. One of them being the idea of who you're in community with. The other one is about leadership, but I might save that conversation for another time because uh, it's going to lead me to go on some tangents. So we'll see if I have, if I feel like going in that direction on today. But anyway, like this idea of who you're in community, right? In community with, right? Like, I feel like 
y'all be getting y'all be getting shit fucked up. <laughs> and when I say y'all, I mean us. Okay, everybody. But like this idea of um, so there's layers. Like one, people think that everybody that they are attracted to is means it's like attraction to somebody means that you want to fuck them, and like that's that's some low vibrational shit and and of course like yes there are times when you are attracted to somebody because you want to fuck them but sometimes you're attracted to somebody because they have characteristics that you need to work on sometimes they have characteristics that you can learn from sometimes they have uh knowledge or expert expertise that will be um advantageous for you to connect yourself with and work with on a professional space right but so many times like especially if it's somebody who is like I don't not necessarily the opposite sex because I don't really believe in gender binaries or like heteronormative ideas of relationships just as a someone who identifies as a cis woman who is attracted to men I think of things like my first thought is in that lane but someone who is like of the um type or experience that you would be attracted to however that manifests for you and they catch your eye and when you feel the spark of attraction, you automatically understand it and um, consider it and pursue it as romantic attraction. And we be fucking up our communities that way. And when I say community, I mean like people that you're supposed to work with and people that you are supposed to build with or learn from. But because you per- you're pursuing them romantically and you're setting certain expectations for them and you like trying to fuck people you're not supposed to fuck with, like it taints the relationship, it taints the experience. And now you can't build the way that you were intended to when if you would have used discernment in the beginning and figured out, OK, what am I feeling right now and why you might have been able to recognize like, oh, shit. This person shares some values that I share. Maybe we can work together. This person is really gifted at X, Y, and Z. I'm interested in X, Y, and Z. Maybe I should follow them and learn from them in that area. Um, And it's crazy, too, because, like, we've trying to fuck with people who, like, there's, like, very clear, like, red flags and I don't mean red flag as in toxic behavior but just like something that very clearly states that you and this person would not work out for whatever reason whatever reason y'all would butt heads or even when like y'all engage with each other like the interactions are just fiery or y'all not on the same page and y'all missing each other mentally and y'all communication ain't aligned like little things like not to the point where y'all just like can't stand each other or maybe maybe so that <laughs> that can happen too and that could be an indication that you need to watch that person from afar okay 
like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe that person is like a really good speaker. You need to get better at your public speaking. Or, or <laughs> maybe that person is really good at networking or something. And you, that's something that you can learn just from kind of watching them move and picking up on some of the skills that they use without being in super close proximity to them. But there just be like very clear shit in the beginning that will tell you, uh-uh, you don't need to fuck them. You don't need to pursue them in any type of romantic capacity, even if it is just a little situation for right now, because it's going to fuck it up in the long run. And I feel like a lot of times we fuck up people that are situations that we're supposed to be kind of creating community around um, because we misunderstand what attraction means. And I feel like that's one reason why um, well, this is about, to, I'm about to go on a tangent anyway, but <laughs> like, if you ever were to think about like why you don't always experience, um, the same things, or at least you don't perceive yourself to experience your friendships the same way that you may experience romantic relationships is because like you're assessing the attraction differently and I think that it's important to um, assess everybody with that same type of lens, even if like you initially feel it as like sexual attraction. And I, one of the reasons why I think that sexual attraction is so potent is because like the energy center that like sexual attraction comes from, like... Sexual energy is also like creative energy. So if it's something that you're meant to create or something that you are meant to build or something that you are meant to nurture, it can feel like sexual arousal if you have not spent the time and energy to discern those sensations that's how I'll put it like it's very easy to get those things mixed up because it's the same it's literally the same energy <laughs> like sexual energy is creative energy you know what I'm saying like people don't say like oh, we gonna make a baby like making creating that's the same goddamn thing so <laughs> It's important to at least discern, especially when it comes to people who are in a field that you want to be in or value something that you value or um, something along those lines. Like it's important to kind of understand like why you may be um, drawn to that person is not always to pursue something like sexual or romantic. So the other point that I wanted to make was about the idea of leadership. Like I spoke on what like leaders right now in a pandemic should be doing with their voice and their um, space and their power. And I really think that it's important to understand like, well, a lot of people see leadership as like power. 
and value uh, leadership positions because it comes with a certain um, benefit, whether that's power or money or some combination of both or a perceived combination of both. Um, but true leadership is about sacrifice and compassion. Like a lot of people perceive leadership to be rulership and dictatorship. And you are the person who has the power, who calls the shots, who gives the orders and people submit. When in reality, leadership is about being one, trustworthy, um, and having the integrity and the humility and the heart to understand, like have a keen understanding of the needs and the desires of the people you are leading and to be able to move an entire group in that direction. So if people trust you enough to submit their will under you, you are in some ways responsible for their well-being. Like everybody can take their their will back, can take their power back. But once people like choose you to kind of lead for them, it's a mutual submission. Like you are at their service and they're at your mercy. And so as a leader, you have responsibility to those people that have kind of submit unto you in that way. Like you don't get to just kind of do whatever and everybody else has to go along with it. At least that's not the way that leadership should be. That's the way that we experience it many, many times in this world and in this particular society. We experience it as... um the leader has the power and we just got to kind of go with it. But that is exploitive. And true leadership is in um, submission and understanding that, damn, if I fuck up, all these people is going to be fucked up with me. It's understanding that, okay, I have this platform. I have this space. I have... um certain people listening to my voice. I have access to certain resources. I can make certain connections. So as a result, I have to be intentional and considerate of how me using those resources and those connections and those platforms impacts all these people that are standing behind me and entrusting me with their well-being. And it's a heavy, like, heavy is the head that wears the crown. You, like, it's not. (laughs) And, like, as somebody who, like, in the workplace has ebbed and flowed between, like, in between jobs has been in, like, varying levels of leadership positions. Like, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Like, even to be sitting here with a podcast and knowing that at some point somebody may hear what I say and may share what I say 
and may um, take in what I say and it may like um, spark a flame or like set a seed, sow a seed is the term that I was looking for. I'm like, God damn it, it's something about a seed. <laughs> no, but like it may sow a seed like that will grow. I have to be like, it's a, it's pretty like, oh shit, let me make sure I don't say the wrong thing, you know what I'm saying? Let me make sure I'm being intentional. Let me make sure I know what the fuck I'm talking about when I start talking about shit. Let me make sure I'm prayed up. Let me make sure that, you know what I'm saying, I set my intention when I start fucking talking. Let me make sure that um, I'm using the right language and I can stand by it. Like when I listen back to this shit, I can stand by what the fuck I said. You know what I'm saying? And that is, that's a lot of pressure. And that's just me sitting at home fucking recording a podcast. You know what I'm saying? So imagine if that's the type of attitude that you take on a greater scale of like having a small business and employing other people in the middle of a fucking pandemic, being like a leader in education, a leader in healthcare, a leader in, um, the economy and I want to go back because I said the people that submit their will can always take their will back can always empower themselves and I think that it's important to recognize when the people we've chosen to lead in our best interests if they're is a time that we notice they are no longer doing so or they never intended on doing so um, to understand that we always have the right to revoke our submission. And I'm going to just leave that there. But for real, leadership ain't about just like running shit. And that's a Eurocentric white supremacist patriarchal lie that tells you that that is the case. And the tangent that I wasn't going to go on, but I am going to do it now because I'm I'm with all this shit and I want to smoke today. <laughs> I know this is like an old conversation it's like an old social media conversation about wives submitting to their husbands, women submitting to men, the feminine submitting to the masculine. However you understand it, I just want to place that conversation in the context of all of the things I just said about leadership. And if you are dealing with somebody who expects you to submit to them so they can have rulership over you, that's not what the hell submission means. That's all I'm saying. Because niggas got the game fucked up. (laughs) And that is a Eurocentric white supremacist patriarchal lie amen 
Like if somebody says, I'm going to let you make the decisions, it is your responsibility to make sure the decisions you make are in everybody's best interest. And that requires you to know that individual well enough to know what is in their best interest, not to just assume that what is best for you is best for them. It's to know them and to understand them. And to see them clearly enough that you know what they need and how to go about getting it. You know what I'm saying? You're curating safety. You are curating security. You are curating longevity. And in order to do those things, you have to have a keen understanding of whom you're doing it for. Y'all niggas be thinking that submission just means, oh, I come home and my dinner is on a ceramic plate in front of me, hot, fresh off the stove, and I don't got to hear shit and I eat my food and then I go upstairs and lay down and somehow um, the kids get bathed and put to bed and the schoolwork is done and the house is clean and everything is all good. That's what the fuck you niggas be thinking. And that is not what leadership and submission means. That is a Eurocentric white supremacist patriarchal lie. <laughs> I told y'all I want all the smoke today. But no, seriously, I just want to, I want, if you are listening to this right now, I just want you to take that conversation and put it into the context of leadership as responsibility, leadership as duty, leadership as sacrifice, requiring humility and integrity. And I will leave that there. Okay, so before I get into how we got ourselves fucked up, um, I want to offer that I'm really considering um, having like a Q&A type thing. Um... Like, y'all send questions into, like, an email, and I can answer y'all questions on the podcast or whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. If that's something that you would like, let me know. Um, Because, like, I've gotten over, like, the past couple of weeks, a lot of people have asked me, like, just, like, miscellaneous questions about things. And, um... I think that the answers to those questions could benefit more than the individual who asked. So I'm really considering um, having a space for that on the podcast. So if you would like to let me know if you follow the podcast on social media, whether that is Instagram or Twitter. And it's a goddamn shame because I do not know my podcast <laughs> handles or Instagram and Twitter off my head. Like, I'm like, hold up. What is my Instagram? <laughs> 
grace. Please extend a road of good grace. Good God. Okay, so on Instagram it is the ten oh one experience, and I'm pretty sure that on Twitter it is the ten oh one pod p o d. But let me double check. Let me make sure. Yes, on Twitter it is the ten oh one pod. So. Follow me if you're not already. Follow Life Manifesting on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the website and all that jazz. But if you're following the podcast on either of those social media platforms, feel free. If you have a question, you could DM it. I will um, potentially answer some of them on the podcast. And... Yeah, so let me let me pick a deck here and then we will get into how we got ourselves fucked up. Oh, yes, one more thing before I pull these cards. Um how I said that I would be closing my my books for personals, I'll probably still be posting collective energy readings for like um different like events. Or like lunar occurrences, things like that. Whether it's a full moon and a new moon. Or if there's an eclipse or something of that nature. Um, I'll probably still pull cards for that. Um, but that just reminds me that on Monday the 14th. There is a new moon. And that is also... I believe a solar eclipse on Monday. And then you may have also heard people talking about the winter solstice on December 21st. Um, And I just want to say about both of those things. And this goes back to the idea of community care. But like every, like new moons typically are good for um new beginnings fresh seeds setting new intentions and manifesting things along those lines um if you have been following us this conversation on spiritual twitter you may know that (laughs) the idea of manifesting during eclipse season is uh a highly contested <laughs> discussion um, and it gets sticky with a lot of people saying eclipses are faded events that the energy is chaotic and you should you don't need to be fucking around with it because little you can't always control all of these celestial energies bodies and events right and um other people are like, nigga, chaos magic, sign me up. <laughs> but the point that I want to make is I'm not going to tell you to do or not do anything on um, any of these occasions. What I will say is, one, it is important to, this is why you need to have your own fit spiritual practice Um, You need to be able to pray to whatever deity or creator that you understand. You need to be able to go to your altar and talk to your dead people. You need to be able to sit with yourself and meditate with yourself to be able to discern whether or not 
any moon event, any sun event, any transit, any day of the week, any time, any planetary hour of the week, if it's necessary for you to do any type of spiritual work. And if so, what that spiritual work should be and in what capacity. And to not necessarily um, just jump onto something because it's a trend to do or not do. To really just understand what will work for you. And I think a lot of times when people hear the idea of manifesting and setting intentions and new moons and full moons and solar eclipse and lunar eclipse and blah, blah, yada, yada. And portals and solstices and all of this stuff. Like people... um, you may hear a conversation and you just kind of take that conversation as law, whether it's do it or not do it. But it is all of our responsibility as individuals to know what works for us. And then also to understand that everything is not for manifesting. Like everything is not for, let me not say manifesting, but everything is not for bringing in something for yourself specifically sometimes um you're supposed to just sit the hell still and see what happens sometimes um you need to be more focused on cleansing and (laughs) releasing and cord cutting than you need to be thinking about um opening up roads and bringing in money and setting new intentions for your businesses or your finances or whatever else like this constant this idea that um the purpose of spirituality is to acquire things got a lot of people fucked up out here and I think that anytime you are working on manifesting something improving your experience whether that's your 3d experience physically materially or like if it's spiritually whatever your intention needs to extend past your own um personal procurement of things and stuff and even if we're talking about growing and ascending or whatever or healing like you need to understand that it goes beyond you as an individual you need to understand like how your intention um can set up your lineage in the long run you need to think about how your intentions um support the communities that you're a part of like me personally my intention that I set forth when I created life manifesting was to guide people back to themselves in order to access their own spiritual power. I understand healing to be collective work. We all need other people like period. There's no way around that. And I also understand that we can't truly show up for one another and support one another if we're not working through our own shit. If we haven't developed the tools that we need to see and support ourselves first. So it's important to be intentional about your own personal growth And also, we're living in a 3D world where right now we need money. We need resources. So there's nothing wrong with doing spiritual work to kind of have those things for yourself so that you're straight. But you got to understand, like I said, this is community care. How does 
that manifestation for you serve a purpose for the collective and the greater good. And if you just out here trying to, you know, whip up some shit, put on some oil, say some prayers, take a spiritual bath so you can make a million dollars, like, once again, what you going to do with that? What's the purpose of you having all of that? Why are you so gung-ho on bringing, I don't know, wait a minute, can somebody tell me what I said that? And it's something that I've always heard. But what the hell does gung-ho really mean? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm about to Google that shit right now. Because I don't know where that language came from. Unthinkingly enthusiastic and eager, especially about taking part in fighting or warfare. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. But yes. Um, short story is everything is not for manifesting. Everything is not for setting new intentions. Everything is not for um, the individual. Everything is not for gathering more stuff and more things. And it is important when you set spiritual intentions for yourself that you have an understanding of your self as a part of the whole. Okay. So with that being said, for how you got yourself or how we got ourselves fucked up, I am going to just use my Oracle deck today. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel called to use um, any of the tarot decks. So we will see what one card comes out for us on how we got ourselves fucked up and how we can unfuck ourselves. So let's see. One card... Okay, the card that came out for how we got ourselves. This is the wisdom of the Oracle deck that I'm using right now. Um, In the future, uh, before I start reading this card, I might start like recording the pool so that y'all can see the card. I know a lot of y'all, I like for y'all to be able to see the card. I know a lot of y'all also like to be able to see the card. However, if I do record those, then I'll probably put it like on a Patreon or something. Um, if I record the podcast, that if I record the podcast <laughs> at all, it'll probably be on like a Patreon or something because that should be a lot of work. Um, but yeah, this is the wisdom of the Oracle deck and the card that we got. For how we got ourselves fucked up is round around, which is uh, card 25, which breaks down to a seven. So um, what I'm getting from this card is the idea that we get kind of stuck in cycles of ways things have been done. And um, even if there's an understanding that 
that shit don't really work. <laughs> that's not that's not getting us anywhere. Um, this is interesting because this definitely ties into what I was saying about the responsibilities of leadership and how you have to, especially in times like this, you need to stand up and use your voice and your resources and your platform for what's right. Because right now what we're seeing is a lot of push toward how can we um how can I put it like how can we um keep things as close to what we know as being normal as possible you know what I'm saying and I feel like that's a waste of energy because things are changing and things are shifting here I have a very um timely example Ashanti and Keisha Cole right they were supposed to do that versus today versus started as um people at home with a busted ass wi-fi and playing songs on speakers that sounded terrible but you know we was just there vibing <laughs> it was the two artists and instagram and all of the the fans and vibes that's what we had <laughs> and then um deals got signed it turned into this large production and honestly it was only a matter of time before covid shut this shit down um and so it's been canceled and rescheduled due to ashanti being ill and um i use that example as an idea of like forcing us to go back to something like yes sure it's great when they can be in the same room together and you know we can have the djs and the sound and the picture um is great and it might have been easier technologically to figure that out than to figure how two people can go live on instagram and we can tighten up the video and tighten up the sound um so that it was an enjoyable experience for the fans like that type of technology and dealing with the entities that are responsible and backing the the event um, might have been more than what people wanted to deal with. But at the end of the day, it is not the most safe option to be doing this in person and in the same room. So... And I just use that as an example to say, like, there's a lot of different areas where we need to really go back to the drawing board on what do we need and how can we figure out how to get what we need instead of falling back into patterns of things that don't work now and probably didn't work that well to begin with. So an example of that is education. These school districts and these kids and families are struggling, okay? Like, even families who, like, are not struggling, like, financially and they got both parents in the home and the children are doing well academically, it's still super fucking stressful. And these kids is worn out. I remember that's one semester where I had online classes and I felt the fuck out of them. I tell my daughter that almost daily or every other day that I'm so proud of how well she's doing in virtual school because school on a fucking computer is hard. And one of the things that we need to consider is like 
taking the school building and just doing the same thing that we did in the school building but over the computer it is not working because it's stressful and it's difficult for um the most stable families and the most um, academically capable children. So anyone who is struggling academically or any family who is having difficulties with their resources or um, there's mental health concerns or they have like uh, differing needs as far as like learning capability is concerned. Like this shit is not working for them. So instead of trying to figure out how, and to be fair, education was not working for those people ever. If we think about um, our black kids and what the educational institutions that exist have been doing or not doing in terms of educating our black children, the shit wasn't working to begin with anyway. Like people will say like, yeah, people went to school, like the schools was the place where kids got meals and schools was the place where, you know, kids could be safe from like abusive family situations or chaotic family situations or whatever. But it's like that, that shit was a bandaid then and it barely worked then. And it's clear that the issue, the root of the issue is still not being resolved. So I just bring up those examples to say, like, now is the time to really try to pull away, especially if you are someone who is considered a leader, who has resources, who has platforms or who has a voice. It is you are responsible for um, leading the charge to pull away from the systems and the practices that have been up until this point and being able to say, listen, we can't do that shit no more. We have to be innovative and we have to be creative in developing something that meets the needs that are present now instead of just kind of falling back into old cycles and old practices because that's what we know when it's clearly ineffective at meeting those needs. So yeah, that's round and round how we got, got ourselves fucked up. Oh, and the other thing that I wanted to say with... um as being like in between these two major eclipses at this point in time, anything that has kind of been highlighted in your awareness over the last two weeks or so, don't try to stuff it down. Don't (laughs) try to ignore it. Don't try to go back to the same old bullshit that you was doing before. Like the reason that it was highlighted for you is because it was a huge area that you were sabotaging yourself, that you were keeping yourself or the people around you unwell, and that was keeping you bound to um, suffering that you do not have to experience. And so it may be like painful or uncomfortable to have to face that and sort through it but the things that are eclipsed in our lives like the things that eclipses highlight and remove from us don't fight it like take your lesson and take your guidance and take your redirection don't like it's it's normal this is a little bit of systems theory for y'all but we all have like a baseline level right it's called homeostasis And anytime something happens to disrupt 
our normal or to disrupt homeostasis. Like it is normal for um, the system. A system can be an individual. A system can be a family. A system can be a school or a school district. A system can be um, a political a political entity, whatever. Um, but anytime something happens that disrupts homeostasis, the system will take action to restore homeostasis, excuse me, homeostasis, or to restore you back to that baseline. And it takes a level of courage to understand that even though that was what I was familiar with, that was my baseline, that was homeostasis, it's not optimal. It's not an optimal position. And you need to um, go through the discomfort. Don't you like fight the fight the urge and resist the urge to um, fall back into what was familiar and what was comfortable. Go through the discomfort, tolerate the discomfort to establish a new baseline, a new normal, a new type of homeostasis that is more optimal for your functioning and well-being. So if some relationship dynamics have been highlighted to be a problem, like don't stuff that shit down, bruh. Make set the boundaries that you need to set. Cut out the people that you need to cut out to to developed a new type of normal that is more optimal and that's more um supportive for your well-being if you've been having some some health complications or you've been feeling some things in your physical body that's telling you um damn, I might not be feeling all that well or <laughs> I might need to go to the doctor. Like if you start to feel better, um, don't ignore the fact that your body was just calling out to you in some way, shape or form. Follow up with your doctors, change your diet, get moving, like exercise your body. Um, do whatever you was planning on doing when you was scared whatever changes you was planning on making actually make those changes even once you start feeling better or even once you go to the doctor and they tell you that they don't see anything and they don't know what's wrong make those fucking changes that you was gonna make when you were scared and you didn't know what was going on um don't fall back into the same cycles that wasn't working okay anything that was eclipsed or anything that was highlighted for you with these eclipses i'm going to encourage you to um, heed the warning and heed the guidance and don't fight it. Don't fight it. You make it so much harder for yourself um, when you want to resist where spirit is pushing you to go because you see it very, very clear. <laughs> like these eclipses were loud. You understand? These eclipses were loud as hell. Okay. So if it was something that was brought to your attention, I know that it was brought to your attention very strongly, okay? And you have the opportunity now to course correct. So do that. And be mindful and intentional about the way you're course correcting. Don't course correct back to the all homeostasis, but move through the discomfort 
This is in line with the theme of the 1001 experience, right? There's an ending and there's beginning and there's some tumultuous times or chaotic times or uncomfortable times in between the ending and the beginning, right? But go through that so that you can get to your 01 in regards to whatever um, these eclipses have shown for you. Okay, so that was this week's edition of how we got ourselves fucked up and uh i hope that was helpful to y'all so yay that was episode three of my podcast guys i can't believe that Thank you so much if you made it this far. Thank you so much for listening. I love you and I fuck with you the long way. Share this podcast with your people. Um, Like it, subscribe, post it, all that shit that the people on the podcast be saying. And I will get up with y'all next week. Um, I was going to say next week might be a mini sub, but I don't think so. I think next week I'll do a full episode, but the weeks after that most likely will 100% be mini subs. But we will get there when we get there. Again, thank you so much for listening. This has been the 1001 Experience. I am your host, Christine, and love to y'all. Peace. Peace.